Welcome to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and in Him, amen. And this is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. This series is about grooming the bride, or preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thought Isaiah 61 said it perfectly. I am filled with joy and my soul vibrates with exuberant hope because of the eternal my God. For he has dressed me with the garment of salvation and wrapped me with the robe of righteousness. It's as though I'm dressed for my wedding day in the very best. To participate in the show, we invite you to submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Well, welcome to Eternal Promises, and I hope that you can lay hold of eternal life in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, He is our only hope. You can exercise all you want. You can eat as healthy as you possibly can. And while those things are good, they're noble to keep our the temple of our body in good shape, they will not keep you from dying unless the Lord comes before then. Everyone will perish as far as this corruptible body. And our only hope after that is whether we are in the Lord on this earth, whether we have believed in him, accepted him, whether we've repented of our sins and started following him and walking like he walks and received that robe of righteousness. And so this series is about those who have answered the call, the invitation to the wedding, the ones who have answered the Lord Jesus and said, yes, I want to be your follower. I want to be a son and daughter of the Most High. I want to be the Bride of Christ. Those who have answered that call now have a responsibility and a joy-filled responsibility to glorify Him on this earth until He comes back or until He takes us and we get to see Him face to face in glory. Well, let's review Revelation 19 verses 7 through 8. He says this, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. For the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Now, for those of you who may not be familiar with the word saint, to be used with a Christian, and maybe thinking that a saint is only one who has died uh, and finally passed on to be with the Lord, or maybe a saint is someone who is determined to be a saint by the church. If you think that, I want you to rethink that. I want you to go to the scriptures and look at the number of times the apostles, and especially the apostle Paul, refers to living Christians as saints. And really, all that means the word saint just simply means that you have been set aside, set apart to now serve the Lord rather than serving the world system or serving Satan's interest or serving ourselves for that matter. Now, no, we're set apart to be servants of God. And to and by the way, that's a glorious service. That is an honor to be able to be delivered from the bondage of, of slavery 
to Satan and, and to the world, and now to be delivered into his kingdom to be a servant. Well, much more than a servant, we have also become the bride of Christ. When you think of a servant, you don't think that a bride would be a servant. No, a bride has special privilege. A, a bride is cared for and loved and nurtured and given so much by a loving husband. And that's that's who Jesus is. He's our loving husband, and he's coming back for us. But he sent us on a mission. Think of the church as the Proverbs 31 woman who is diligent, strengthens her arms while she's working. She goes and buys land, and she takes care of those in her household. Well, we should be busy occupying until the Lord comes. We should be having our hand put to the plow and, and joyfully, joyfully doing the work that's set before us. And that's what we're talking about today, grooming the bride. In other words, preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ again, the second time. And to help you and I do that, I went through four attributes that we find in Revelation 21 about what she looks like. What does the bride look like? And remember, I'm going to keep emphasizing this point because it's so important for us to keep our focus in the right place, which is above and not on this earth. We are to set our affections on things above. We are to seek those things which are above. And John says, the bride of Christ comes down from heaven. The bride of Christ is currently seated with Jesus in heaven. That's what Paul says. And John says that the bride of Christ is New Jerusalem and the holy city. And if this sounds confusing at all, it is It's hard for us to grasp, possibly, but it should not be confusing. Think about it this way. When you were born again, when you were resurrected unto newness of life spiritually, you were translated into the kingdom of heaven and seated right next to the Lord Jesus Christ, okay? And yet the Lord has left us in our earthly corruptible bodies, the ones that are going to die someday and no longer be so that we can tell others about the good news, so that we can glorify the Lord Jesus Christ and put a show, an open show, to those principalities and powers in high places, to show them the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ and to continue the work that he started on this earth. Remember, we are his body, and as his body, we should be doing his work that he's commissioned us for. So let's go to those four attributes. Number one, She, the the bride of Christ, is a great city established on a great and high mountain. Number two, she is dressed up, perfumed, and carefully prepared for her husband. In other words, what she is not is unprepared. She is not wrinkled. She doesn't have spots all over her garment. She's not slothful and dirty, but she is diligent and clean. Thirdly, she is radiant, brightly shining with the glory of God. Now, If we aren't brightly shining, if we aren't walking in the light as he is in the light, we are in big trouble. And this is part of the message here. We need to repent if we're not walking the way that God would have us. God wants us to walk in victory, to be free, to have a clean conscience, to have a pure heart, to have pure motives. He's given us the ability to do this, but it's up to us to walk unspotted in this world, as James puts it. It's up to us to do the will of the Lord, to put our hand to the plow and to joyfully serve and do the work until he comes. And then the fourth attribute is she is built upon a firm foundation, unmovable and unshakable. Now, anyone in construction knows 
that the foundation is the most important point of the building process, because if it's built on a faulty, a shaky, and unsure foundation, all of the labor and the expense and, and the future of that building is in jeopardy if it's not on a good foundation. So the bride of Christ, the one that will be ushered in, is one who is built on a firm foundation, and that foundation is the is both the teachings of our Lord and the apostolic teachings. Now, the, again, the apostolic teachings are the teachings of the Lord, but the point is, there are many out there who call themselves Christians. There are many denominations who are now teaching and encouraging others to do opposite of what the apostles and the Lord himself have commanded us. And they are not resting upon a firm foundation, but rather the foundations are being destroyed. So it's so important for you and I, brother and sister, to walk in the foundations that the Lord has prepared for us. Well, this is the third in the series, and we're on the second attribute of the bride, which is that she's adorned for her husband. She's dressed and prepared. And Isaiah says, just as a bride adorns herself with jewels, the Lord has covered those who comprise the bride with garments of salvation and a glorious robe of righteousness. That's Isaiah 61. And in Revelation 19, verse 8, John says that this robe is the righteous acts of the saints. Now, how can that be? Well, I want to explain it to you very simply. Number one, our initial righteousness comes from the Lord. And anything that comes out of that, our righteous acts, are because of his initial righteousness. In other words, he has imputed righteousness to us so that we can then be righteous. Not only imputed righteousness, not only said legally that we're righteous, but imparted righteousness in us because he who is righteous is in us. Jeff will be back in just a moment with some closing thoughts. Hi, this is Jeff, and I want to encourage you to go to the website eternalpromises.org eternalpromises.org and there you're going to find that we're involved in many things. One is this radio ministry that you're listening to. The other is an orphanage over in Uganda and in fact many children there who really are dependent on your support. Of course we're trusting in the Lord but the Lord works through His church and you who are hearing this have an opportunity to give to feed, to clothe, to educate an orphan. Additionally, online, we have tracks. We have many other resources. We have uh, thank you cards that are fabulous. Uh, Many more things. And I just encourage you to go check out the website. And if you feel like giving, if you feel led to give, please give generously. We have many needs. And lastly, check out the teachings, the archives, the broadcasts, because we're taking a bold stand and we need you to boldly stand with us. Go to eternalpromises.org and stand with us. To participate in the show, submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll free 888 love god That's 888 love god And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Well, welcome back to the program. We're talking about the second attribute of the Bride of Christ, that she is adorned for her husband. That means she's perfumed, she's dressed, she's clean, she's vibrant, she's got a glorious smile about her. Just think of it that way. As a bride who's about to be married, what does she do? How much time and effort does a bride who's just about to be married 
put into how she looks, her hair, her clothing, every minute detail is attended to, and it takes hours often, at least I'm told. And so if we look at that and say, well, if a bride of the world does that for her earthly bridegroom, then how much more should the bride of Christ be preparing herself, putting an immense amount of time and effort into pleasing the Lord Jesus Christ, our bridegroom, whom we're waiting for? We have been called to good works, prepared to good works. Ours is to reveal Christ to our spouse, to our children, families, neighbors, co-workers, and even strangers, and to even love our enemies, to go, which sometimes may mean staying put, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that the Lord has commanded, and He promises that He will always be with us. So, my question to you is, will you be found clothed on that day, first of all? I mean, you got to be in Christ to be clothed. And will your robe be spotted? I hope not, because Peter writes, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. Saints, let's be that bright and clean bride. You've been listening to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. On behalf of all of us at Eternal Promises, thank you for listening. And we encourage you to lay hold of God's promises in your life today by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes, and in Him, amen. This is a listener-supported broadcast, and your prayers and financial support are appreciated. You can support this ministry online at eternalpromises.org forward slash give or by calling 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. This is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. Eternal Promises Radio is produced by Eternal Promises Ministries. You're listening to Eternal Promises Radio with Jeff Tobler.